Namaste. So today we read a prayer of the mother, November 25th, 1913. And so the, though the prayer relates basically to one of the difficulties when we sit for meditation, but it has larger universal implications. So what are the difficulties when we sit for meditation? One of them is restlessness. Have you noticed suddenly the legs start moving or they will start aching at a crucial point where it was not aching? So this one difficulty. The second is falling asleep. Why? Because the moment you sit, it is tamas. We identify life with activity. So the moment people want to be quiet, they fall into sleep. Of course, it's a good sleep, but sleep is not meditation. You have to learn to conquer it. Third is the difficulty of concentrating itself. So why we are unable to concentrate? Why should it be so difficult? Why? Because even, first is because we are not accustomed to it. We are not accustomed to let the thoughts flow in a certain direction. Have you noticed? When we go to its lover, mother has compared it to a public square. Where all kinds of cars, trucks, scooters coming from every direction. Now we can compare it also to WhatsApp messages. Click one, nice saying of the mother. Click the second one, what video where there is a Bollywood song going on. Click the third one, there is a random something about politics. Click the fourth one. So what is happening now? Mind is in a total khichadi. Everything you, then there is a message. Relevant or irrelevant. Then suddenly you will, I use something about the virus. Some doctor so and so. Anybody who says I am doctor so and so. You, doctor means he must be right. After God or even God may be wrong. Yogi may be wrong. But any random doctor with or without a lab cord saying anything on the WhatsApp must be right. I must follow it immediately. If he says get up and drink two liters water, I must get up and drink two liters of water. I can't be sitting after that. Why? Because the doctor has said so. Suddenly we'll see somebody say, no, oh, do this kind of pranayama immediately. So our mind has become a WhatsApp place. <laughs> Why? Because we have never tried to train it. One of the big advantages of education is, it teaches us to train the mind, develops the mental muscles and teaches us to focus in one direction. And you can try it with anything. Take up any external work. Take up a hand work. One of the simplest ways to focus the mind. Be it sweeping the floor, be it just cleaning. Do it with utmost awareness. Don't start by inner concentration. It's very difficult. Then another way is just learn to focus on the breath because it's something tangible. Then take up another symbol, an image, a thought, an idea, a mantra. Yet, even when we are doing it, have you noticed that when you are sweeping the floor, suddenly the mind goes somewhere else? When you are sitting and taking the name of the mother, whom we love, suddenly the mind goes into, and without your knowledge it has slipped. Where it is, has it slipped? It is not slipped into some immediate urgent engagement. That is understandable. That there is something preoccupying you. It just slips into some kind of a burrow hole. Into its own land. Then suddenly after some time you realize, Oh ho, 20 minutes are over. I was supposed to meditate for 20 minutes. Now it's all gone. You bring it back. Then after some time again it goes. And it needs years of sustained effort. At least months. 
before one can just habituate the mind to thinking along one word one one sentence one idea so what is the way to train the mind read shurabindu read one chapter of the life divine in one go don't worry about understanding it you see the mind will learn to focus in a steady state on a higher plane of consciousness otherwise the moment it touches the higher planes it becomes doctor saab acha bola aapne kya bola ab neend aa gayi thi i had that joke no somebody told once <laughs> oh doctor saab is come you know for the camp khub bhalo bolta hai it's in bangla original then i'll tell you the hindi and the english तो इन हिंदी द स्पीकर इज कॉल्ड एज वक्ता शुद्ध हिंदी एंड द हियर इज कॉल्ड श्रोता क्या वक्ता है मतलब व्हाट ए वंडरफुल स्पीकर क्या श्रोता है व्हाट ए वंडरफुल लिस्नर सो द पर्सन सेज डॉक्टर साहब अब उसी को बंगाली में ट्विस्ट करके हो गया डॉक्टर साहब की वक्ता है अब बक भक्ता मीन्स नॉन सेंसिकल स्पीच की भक्ता है और डॉक्टर साहब भक्ता है हामी सोता है श्रोता बिकम्स सोता स्लीप्स सो दैट बिकॉज वी आर नॉट हैबिचुएटेड यू सी दैट्स वाई पीपल फाइंड डिफिकल्ट टू रीच शोरबिंदो बिकॉज वेन यू एंटर इन टू हायर स्टेट वाई शोरबिंदो डिट मेक इट एज सिंपल एज यू नो वो चवन्नी वाला किताब Because he didn't come to give that Gita praise, Gorakhpur wala gyan, jo hua acha hua, jo hoga acha hoga. No, he came to give us solid thing, and there was a reason. Letters on yoga are very direct, but he said, "I have brought it up to here. You strain your neck a little because that's how evolution will take place." But people then give up. I will not read. Read doesn't matter if you understand or not. You will learn to concentrate. That's the minimum. So then, even after all that, if you again sit for meditation. as i said there are things which are always going on as a background noise to give an example right now i am speaking and we are all listening supposing i stop speaking you can listen something which was in the background the fan isn't it when your attention is on the speech that background thing goes behind so the same thing applies here in the background there lot of noise going on in all of us where is this noise going on shubindu says the troglodytes of the subconscious troglodytes are cave dwellers it's all the time whispering sometimes he compares it to the little animal the demon and the jinn and the moment the surface the, the the this rational mind the other conscious mind begins to become quiet they say ah now we have our chance so they begin to those whispers and murmurs become very prominent they're all the time going on this background noise in sleep you'll see it rising up when you are quiet you will see this rising up because that the subconscious mind is very powerful grip and shurbindu says that you know how they are he explains it beautifully he says the troglodytes of these minds so what do they do subconscious mind they just notations they send and they enter into the conscious mind and appear as letters and words <laughs> and we think it is i who am thinking and then we are caught up and drawn into that web 
subconscious mind will drag. Try to experience it. Don't try to experience it. There must be enough experience. Suddenly you were all right, fine. Then you are seized with a thought and you are dragged, dragged, dragged into your net because subconscious is a damn dangerous place. Once you go into it, then it's like further and further, further and further. And it can catch the mind in a net for quite some time. It has good things also, subconscious, but that's its power. The least it will do is not let you really become quiet. So, but there are many layers of the subconscious. It is the last bastion to change. That's why wishful thinking doesn't change us. In Savitri, often people ask, why after greater life, little life, glory and the fall of life, canto wise, book two, kingdoms of the little life, kingdoms of the greater life. Where does Shrivindu come, enter after that? The descent into night. Because there is a subconscious, it doesn't allow greater life to go beyond a point. Greater life you will see high aspirations, wishes, this world should be beautiful, love should be perfect, everything. And yet it doesn't happen. So Shivinda says, he turned to see that wide world failures cause. Everybody has wishful thinking, no? Everybody says life should be beautiful. But it doesn't take place. Why? Because there is this fellow saying, I am there. Why subconscious has such a big grip? Because creation has emerged out of the subconscious. From inconscient to subconscious, then the beast is inside us, the demon is inside us, the rakshasa asura is, all the stages of evolution are inside us. Only the appearance is human, something human is also there. And the God is still to awaken. So because of that, the hold of the subconscious is so strong, it doesn't allow us to go. Till it changes... And it's the place from where all habits and patterns emerge. So you decide in the morning, today I'll be free. Ma, make me free. And she makes you free. Then as the evening is falling, now your mind is tired. So subconscious in a tired mind easily has a chance. Or in boredom, if you're getting bored, watching TV mechanically, then slowly the subconscious mind rises to the surface. Akin takes grip. You have cast it off, so there is a tussle of a different kind. Ultimately, grace conquers. You have to keep on enduring, steady, invocation of grace. It will become slowly, slowly, the subconscious become more and more conscient. You become aware of the dreams. That's a sign that you are conquering the subconscious mind. And even, not you, but the divine grace is conquering. And eventually, it more or less, you have a certain mastery over it. But it's a long process. So this is what she is describing here. November 25th, 1913 The greatest enemy of a silent contemplation turned towards thee is surely this constant subconscious registering of the multitude of phenomena with which we come into contact. All that we think, you know, WhatsApp that I have now I have seen, delete the messages. So what happens? My friend tells me you can retrieve it. There is a way to retrieve it. They are all archived somewhere. They can come. The only thing is you need CBI <laughs> or a hacker. You can get into it. Why? Because same thing applies in the mind. Every experience of life is imprinted. In the very matter, it is there right behind. We have forgotten about it but it is there. And see, it will come automatically in reactions. There are people with whom you had a certain association. Sometimes even with names. Sometimes just a little experience of a person wearing a fur coat and you had a 
unhappy experience and the moment you see an animal with furs you react when you see a human being with thick hairs you react because you had an experience of this kind this is the power of the subconscious mind so everything that has ever taken place is there chitragupt that's what i keep saying it's is the chitragupt chitragupt hidden camera everything it has registered so long as we are mentally active our conscious thought veils for us this overactivity of the sub of our subconscious receptivity so we don't realize it that's why when people that's why this is the problem of civilization outer manners oh he's a nice person you know how do nice people behave when you go there namaste ji aaiye aapka air india viman mein swagat hai ab ye udan bharne ke liye hum taiyar hain aapko lagega duniya ki jo the most disciplined well behaved people and when the same people go back to their homes because <laughs> and it's not only that even doctors everybody very nice smile please come yes you seeing yes please tell me a problem the moment the patient goes or when you are of what a day such patients you know they eat your brain no i am saying not all doctors do it or else when they go home they are very same person in front of you is one because activity of the mind civilization this all this manners behavior has become a way of life to deceive because people can be cheated by appearances no so people have learned to present themselves well you are selling yourself as a product but behind that animal the gene everybody is there just give him a chance meet the same person alone with no holds barred and see how the person behaves so this is the overactivity of a subconscious receptivity an entire part of a sensibility and perhaps not the smallest acts like a cine camera chitragupta cine camera without our knowledge and indeed to our detriment that's why in yoga it is advised what you watch you don't watch be careful you are watching a nice uh, you know titillating song and you think it's cool what's wrong with it yes song is over you had your food but now it has gone inside and imprinted upon the cell a way of awakening so everything that's why one should be same corona you are watching all the news you think that you are becoming very wise person now the moment you go to bed india mein aaj ke marne walon ki sankhya and see the mind is eaten away literally the, today only i was you know now i i am aware of this so suddenly the news comes bahut dukh ki baat hai ki bharat mein aaj i was waiting ki mortality figure it was going to say और दुख की बात है कि भारत में आज 3500 लोग मर गए तो आई वॉज जस्ट सेइंग फॉर गॉड सेक देर इज ए वन एंड सवा सौ करोड़ पॉपुलेशन यू नो 3500 पीपल डाइंग हैव अ हार्ट आई मीन एवरी डे लैक्स आर डाइंग फॉर वेरियस रीजंस एज इफ नथिंग इज हैपनिंग एक्सेप्ट फॉर दिस and it's all mechanical the news reader is you know she has to present as if a big and human beings they just receive mechanically oh 3500 mar gaye just think rationally what it means it means very very little if you just apply your mind you will say if out of 4 lakh cases 3000 have died it is less than 1% just apply the rational mind 
and for every detected case there is one which is undetected at least but no oh so many people have died how many you ask sometime oh, today you know they were saying 3500 that's how the whole thing is population is still growing watch it you know in front of the delhi <laughs> it is only when we silence our active thought which is relatively easy many techniques concentrate on one object one idea one thought that we see this multitude of little subconscious notations surging up from every side and often drowning us under their overwhelming flood they were just waiting it's like if suddenly opened a trap door so they rise and start over so it happens that as soon as we attempt to enter the silence of deep contemplation we are assailed by countless thoughts observe no normally when you are conversing there are no such thoughts you can focus suddenly you sit for meditation where are they coming from now there is nobody with whom you are engaged in conversation because there are all the notations which have gone inside it then the notations are in images something you have seen whatever they will take forms of thought by stealing the substance of the mind they have to rise up as thought so lot of waste material is lying so they'll pick up and a thought will come another they will pick up and a thought will come or they will be like thought circulating in the subconscious of the world so it will enter if thoughts they could be called which do not interest us in the least do not represent for us any active desire any conscious attachment thoughts which actually are meaningless not even they are some desire some attachment but only prove to us our inability to control what may be described as the mechanical receptivity of our subconscious like a song going on mechanically inside the head a considerable labor is needed to silence all these useless noises to stop this very some train of images and to purify one's mind of these thousand little nothings so obstructing and worthless and it is so much time uselessly lost it is a terrible wastage that's why in yoga many times it's advised you know not to too much get into company gossip i remember one very touching incidents someone told me about navjat ji so he once told the mother very often people say i'm not able to remember so he said you know i'm able to remember you most of the time except when i am eating you know what question mother asked him do you eat alone or do you eat with people i eat with family members and he got the answer he started eating alone now this is the way we master the subconscious now that's those were the days and people who you know took to yoga in such a conscious way and while now the difference is that the supramental force is very active and but yet whatever minimum we should try to do that at least even when we are eating instead of nonsensical things going on bring in something beautiful converse about something very nice something on mother and shurbindo rather than just random what happened in the next door what happened to my you know always there is a neighbor and the remedy so she says what is the remedy in an over simple way certain ascetic disciplines recommend solitude and inaction why because but she says it's over simple 
That's why many people, knowing this, they withdraw into solitude, time to time, if not all the time. Sheltering one's subconscious from all possible registration. I'll not watch TV, I'll not meet people. That seems to me a childish remedy. Why? For it leaves the ascetic at the mercy of the first surprise attack. It's okay as an individual. But the moment you enter into life, how are you going to avoid this world? Everywhere the world is there. And if one day, confident of being perfectly master of himself, he wants to come back among his fellow men, in order to help them, his subconscious, so long deprived of its activity of reception, will surely indulge it more intensively than ever before. As soon as the least opportunity offers. That's what happens to India in a way. Because India had strong ascetic tendencies. And during the medieval times again because of all this pressure of this uh, you know, invasion from European invasion, Mughal invasion. So the Hindu mind went into an ascetic mode. And even our generation grew up partly into that. So what happened now you will see suddenly the indulgent. Which is alright because that rajas has to wake up. It has a tendency to go into ascetic mode. The moment it saw the challenge of life. Now this because you can't always remain in that. But that was a remedy people had adopted. She says this is childish. But in olden times it was the way of the Gita. The way of works. There is certainly another remedy. What is it? Undoubtedly, one must learn to control one's subconscious just as one controls one's conscious thought. So the moment you have to catch it as it begins to come up, observe it. Otherwise you will see that, in fact, when the sadhana dips into the subconscious, then this is exactly what the gain takes place subsequently. Because you become conscious of those things. Otherwise they are mechanically affecting you. Without you realizing, you know, some people go through those states of depression, they don't know why. Because it's right there. And then you begin, begin to become aware at the very first notation and quiver that, oh, this fellow. So she says that there must be many ways of achieving this. Regular introspection in the Buddhist manner and a methodical analysis of one's dreams. What are these thoughts that are assailing me, besieging me? Where are they coming from? What is their truth? Right perception, right understanding. Then the other is, he says, mastery of dreams. Why? Because dreams, subconscious activity. So, in fact, one of the effects of yoga is that we begin to become aware of our dreams. Because the consciousness extends into the subconscious domains. Formed almost always from this subconscious registration are part of the method to be found. But there is surely something more rapidly effective. In this prayer she doesn't mention it, but she gives a clue. And that something more effective is the silence of the Lord. The grace of the Divine Mother. She herself, she describes this experience when to Shiobindo. She says, this was one thing which was continuing. She had the experience of the Divine. She could separate into 12 bodies but this subconscious activity of thoughts were continuing she says when she sat at she met Shurabindo 
She says, I sat at his feet on by the side and the husband was busy talking to Shirobindo. He believed, uh, the husband believed that this world is by desire, Buddhist influence. Shirobindo said, no, it is delight. She said, after some time when they were discussing, she completely was out of that zone. And suddenly she realized that that subconscious activity of the mind was completely silenced. She did nothing, said nothing, asked nothing. So that is the silence of the Lord descending from above and the grace of the Divine Mother. So, But here she doesn't give that remedy but hints at it. O Lord, eternal master, thou shalt be the teacher, the inspirer. Thou wilt teach me what should be done. This 1913. Thou shalt teach me what needs to be, what should be done. So that after an indispensable application of it to myself, I may make others also benefit from what thou hast taught me. She did give silence to people. But she says that it is so difficult. People get, they think they are going stupid. Shurabindu could easily give silence. And then he says that that person thought he has gone stupid. The mother, somebody had the experience of the infinite in the finite. And he suddenly felt very nervous because all your measures of the mind are broken. Infinite is infinite. That's what Shivita says. Infinite's logic is very different. He says the crime of God in Savitri says is that he doesn't act according to us. He acts according to how an infinite would. <laughs> Not according to a limited mental logic. But he says this is his crime. So, of course, humorously, with a loving and trustful devotion, I bow to thee. So, this is the subconscious mind and uh, this is the real problem of transformation. It's not just matter, but matter is supported by that. It habitually responds to the subconscious forces because subconscious forces have needed it till now. They have pressed into it they filled into it doubt. Mother says, matter by nature is defeatist. It cannot believe that grace can just correct it. The cells are defeatist, pessimist by nature. So every time pessimism comes up, what has the mother said? Pessimism is the tale of the devil. All this comes from the subconscious. So let us pray with the loving what she has said. Let us also do that. With loving and trustful devotion, I bow to thee. This is the method. Namaste.